0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: My next guest has been talking with me on the air for decades. Shoot, I remember when I did college basketball with Sean Devaney. For uh, years now, he's been the NBA guy for the sporting news, and he's our guy tonight here on CBS Sports Radio. How you been, Shorty? Really good, Jody Mack. How are you? My pleasure. Thanks for coming on board. Uh, Before we start the overall seasonal preview, I want to knock out a couple of newsy nuggets around the NBA. Pascal Siakam was one of the most improved players in the NBA last year. Huge part of the Raptors winning the championship. Understood that their since-departed superstar was the number one reason why they were able to walk away with the O'Brien trophy. If that's the case... Siakam might have been reason number two. He got rewarded today with a four-year max deal at $129.9 million. A necessity or a smart move by the Raptors?
2: Uh, you know, a little of both. I mean, it's certainly a necessity. It was something that they kind of had to do. Um, they knew that if Kawhi Leonard uh, was going to leave, that uh, uh, that this was going to be Siakam's team and, uh, and that they were going to have to commit to that. Even though you're you just can't be quite sure uh whether he's going to be able to handle uh the load of being the number one option, you know that's not something he's had to do before, uh, so that's going to be uh you know a difficult transition for him uh and then they obviously feel comfortable that that's that that's going to work out all right. Um, yeah, that's it's it's, it's it, they're in a position where they had to do it, uh, but there's no question it is a risky move.
1: A little risky, but I really do like Siakam, and I think he's going to take even a further step up this year without uh, Kawhi Leonard. Some believe he could go back. I think he's going to show even better. Uh, other max contract signed this week was Bradley Beal with the Wizards for just two years, which I understand it on both parts. The Wizards already have a less than palatable contract with John Wall on their books. Now they're giving max money to Beal. That's a whole lot of cash and eating up your cap for two guards. But I also understand it from Beal's point of view because if he gets the two years in, then he's a 10-year player in the league, then he can get that mega contract with 10 years uh, under his belt. Does it work for both teams? Does it work more for one side or the other? Or would you make him just a two-year max for Beal?
2: Well, yeah, the the Wizards did want to try to give him the three-year deal. They they made that offer to him three years, and I think it was $111 million. Uh, and, uh, and he decided, well, I'm going to go with two years, and he can actually opt out if he wants. Uh, you know, I think for Beal, he, he doesn't want to leave Washington. He wants to keep trying uh, with the Wizards. Uh, but he also doesn't want to get in a situation where Wall comes back and he's not healthy and, uh, and he's got $40 bucks a year sitting on the books. Uh, and they can't do anything, uh, he doesn't want to be in that situation. Uh, so I think this was a way for him to sort of buy some time. You know, let me let me get this, let me get, extend for two years so they don't have to uh, uh, start to uh, uh, worry about, you know, are they going to trade him? You don't have to answer those questions all through this season. Uh, you know, see how Wall is when he does come back. See what happens with, with their draft picks. Hachimura, they, they really like. Um, they might be a really bad team this year, so maybe they can uh, get some luck in the lottery next year. You know, He, he kind of wants to see how things progress, if there's a direction there. Uh, if at the end of this year there isn't a direction, uh, then I think he'll tell the team, hey, look, uh, uh, we need to work something out here. Uh, so I think that this was sort of uh, uh, taking his free agency situation and just bumping it back a year.
1: Fair enough. Uh, One more newsy note, uh, and it has to do with real hard news, and that would be the relationship between the NBA and the country of China. Uh, This week, Adam Silver came out and said China requested that the NBA fire Daryl Morey. Not to use the Rockets, the NBA. And uh, the commissioner said not only will they not fire him, they're not even going to discipline him for his tweet about Hong Kong. And then the report today that the Chinese government uh, r- said that uh, Adam Silver will face retribution for defaming China in the uh, latest uh, twist of the dispute. Def- retribution. Give me your interpretation of the use of the word retribution. It's probably some <laughs> lost in translation between uh, English and Chinese or whatever else, but that kind of sounds like a scary word to me.
2: Yeah, it really does. And and uh you know, this has been such a mess uh and 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 this is just another layer to it. Um, and it does seem like any time somebody talks about it, uh, it makes things worse, whether you're uh, Adam Silver and you're trying. Uh, the NBA, you re, I mean, you look at it, the NBA is in a, in, a, in a lose-lose situation. If you do what Adam Silver did and try to say, you know, we stood up to the Chinese, we wouldn't fire Daryl Morey, well, then you're, you're ticking off the Chinese, and, 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 you know, that's more money that you're losing, more more revenue that you're losing. If you do what LeBron James did uh, uh, earlier in the week. And 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 say Daryl Morey shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have sent that tweet and, and you know was co- sort of more pro China on that. Uh, then, then everybody here in the U.S. says, "Oh, what is LeBron doing?" And, and he lost a lot of face. So it's that's the situation the NBA is in right now. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, and uh, and we're seeing that play out. Uh, but as far as what the Chinese government is going to do, uh, you know, it it, it it they do have complete control over over um, you know how the NBA is presented uh, in China and and how much money the league can can take out of that country. And 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 that is a significant chunk of revenue for uh for for the league and that's gonna cost teams, it's gonna cost players. Uh this has really been a disaster.
1: It has, and you're right. The I thought the NBA would uh kinda hope that it would just die down and uh people didn't continue to reference it. But to Adam Silver's credit I'll at least give him credit for stepping up and saying No, we're not going to be dictated to unemployment of uh, uh, important people in our league, even if it does end up costing them uh, some significant money. All right, let's get to the action on the floor. Season gets underway on Tuesday night, and the first game doesn't have the most pronounced player that uh, TNT was hoping for to open up the season with uh, Zion Williamson starting with an injury issue. Um We all watched him blow out his sneaker on national TV Mm -hmm. last year, which was uh, weird uh, and almost cool, but uh, not great for Duke. Uh, He plays in one um, summer league game in Vegas, and he ends up hurting himself and misses the rest of the summer league. And now he's hurt again before the season gets underway Is that a worry for the Pelicans? Is Zion Williamson a potential always injured guy, or is it much too early to say?
2: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, of course it's much too early. uh, uh, But I think if you're the Pelicans, you look at what the history of that organization has been, and injuries have ruled the day. I mean, really, since that team moved to New Orleans, uh yeah you know, that the uh, injuries have really dominated they've they've had so much trouble staying healthy uh so this is a a, a not again kind of situation um and you know i it, it's something that uh especially when you get a knee involved you start to wonder if there is maybe a you know a meniscus problem you know something uh that is that is just slightly amiss uh, that is going to continue to cause uh, this kind of uh, this kind of injury. Uh, but, you know, I, it, the, the good news is that, that we've come a long way with knees. I mean, I, I can remember, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, people thought that Dwayne Wade, who didn't have a meniscus at all, he had it removed in college, uh, you know, that, that, that he was going to have uh, trouble once he hit 30. And, of course, you know, he played till, uh, to 37. So, um, you know, I... Yeah, of course, you're worried about it, especially if you're the Pelicans, given their history. Uh, but, you know, I just think it's 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 too early. We'll have to see, uh, you know, sort of how this develops.
1: Understood. And I hope that's the case, that uh, this is not something right. that plagues him his entire career, because I think he's a special player and can be one of the best in the NBA for the next decade and change. Um, comparing the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference going into this 2019-20 season. If we can agree that the Western Conference on paper is the stronger of the two conferences the difference between the two conferences marginal, pretty significant or night and day
2: It's night and day it, it really is right now You probably have five teams uh, in the Western Conference that are that are legitimate championship. Uh, caliber teams you know starting with the Clippers you've got the Lakers the Rockets uh, you know Denver of course uh, uh, given uh, what they did last year bringing that team back Utah made great improvements uh, you know, bringing in Mike Conley, bringing in uh, Bogdanovich, uh, you know, it's, it's it really is. And then you even get down to the lower teams, you know, Dallas and, uh, and uh, you know, San Antonio, uh, Sacramento should be better. Uh, you know, and these are the teams that are probably going to be you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, and, and and these are teams that would probably win uh, 46, 47 games in the Eastern Conference uh, and be uh, and be sure playoff teams. They're not going to be playoff teams in the West. You've got, you know, Philadelphia and Milwaukee, and then it's a pretty steep drop-off. We'll see how Boston comes together with Kemba Walker uh, as the point guard, whether they've uh, gotten past some of the issues they had last year. Uh, we'll see how Toronto plays. I'm very, very curious uh, as to whether losing Kawhi, uh, how far that sets them back, uh, and how much some of those young guys step forward. You mentioned Siakam. I also think Andy Novi is going to be somebody to keep an eye on as well. They're really counting on him taking a huge stride this year. So, you know, there's there, there's definitely interesting teams in the East. But you look at the West, and, and like I say, you've got five potential champions there.
1: Well, one team you didn't mention in those five is the defending Western Conference champions, the Golden State Warriors, who've only gone to five straight NBA finals. Now, they lost a pretty good player by the name of Kevin Durant. Uh, Durant, I can't argue that with you. But they did get keep Clay Thompson. He's going to come back with plenty of time to get into 100% shape before the playoffs start. They won't be a highly ranked playoff team. I'm with you. There are others that are better in the West. But come playoff time, they know how to get it done. Been there, done that. If I told you one of the two NBA Finals teams was going to make it back to the NBA Final, which one would you take, Golden State or Toronto?
2: Oh, I would definitely say Golden State. I don't think either one will. Uh, You know, I think the Warriors... Uh, as great as Steph Curry is, and I think we're going to see that that MVP level Steph Curry that we've seen in the last uh, uh, few years before they got Kevin Durant. I think we're going to see that version of him, um, and and you know see how D'Angelo Russell fits in. You know, Clay Thompson will come back. He's not going to be the same. Uh, not 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 until you give him a whole year. You just don't come back from an ACL. Uh, you know, no matter how much time you give it. Uh, you know, you, uh, until the second year, it, it, it's got to be the second year. That's when you're 100%. He's just not. Going to be uh, the same until then. Their bench is 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 really an odd mix. We'll see how that comes together. Some young guys on there uh, that they're going to be counting on. So yeah, I, you know, I think the Warriors are not going to drop off a cliff. I don't think the, the Raptors will either. But I'd be shocked if either one made it back to the finals. All
1: right, uh, we've seen this now happen in other sports. I was part of it down in Philadelphia when the Sixers went full tank mode and began the process to try and rebuild their franchise. Uh, And it ended up with them getting some pretty good young players, in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. We'll see if it pays off the ultimate prize of a championship. Is there a team in position to do that? If not at the start of the season, make the decision in season, all right, we're going for the first overall pick in the draft. We can't win this year. We'll move veteran players. We won't care how many games we win in the second half. Is there any tank potential in the NBA 2019-20?
2: I think Charlotte is probably the first team that comes to mind. Uh, You know, the position that they're in. You know they've got these big contracts still on the books that they're waiting for them to come off. Guys like Batum, uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, you'll see them. uh, You know, really trying to shop those guys. I think as the season uh, progresses uh, and uh, and really get bad, I think that that's how they're going to approach things. Uh, Cleveland is a potential team like that. You know, depending on their health situation, uh, uh, you know what Kevin Love. uh, uh, You know, do they look to trade him? Do they look to trade some of the other veterans that? they have, guys like Brandon Knight, uh, is is a possibility? Yeah, so I think Cleveland uh, is certainly in position to do that sort of thing. Um, I think the Knicks ought to do it, but I don't think they will. Um, you know, I think that uh, the, you look at the guys they signed, uh, and, and and they sort of set themselves up to be a, a 29, 30, 31 win team uh, for no particular reason. You know, where, where where what you really need is somebody who could, is going to change the the course of the franchise. So I don't know that R.J. Barrett's good enough to do that. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, those are probably uh, the prime contenders for that uh, as far as I'm concerned. I think Charlotte's probably uh, uh, the most likely.
1: All right, that's the bottom. Now I'm going to take you back to the top for the last question. Since you said don't think either the Warriors or the Raptors are getting back to the NBA final, who is?
2: Oh, I think the Clippers are a pretty good bet. You know, I, I just... The depth that they have, and I I know that they're not completely healthy right now, uh, but I'm not even sure that that matters. The depth that they have, the defense that they're going to be able to play, the level of defense every night uh, that they're going to be able to play, uh, whether Kawhi is playing, whether Paul George is playing or not, because they were a very good defensive team without those guys last year. Uh, So, you know, I think that that, that the level of defense that uh, the Clippers are going to play uh, is really going to set them apart. So I'd have uh, the Clippers – uh, and you know, I, I I just think that right now, uh, I think Milwaukee's just the, the the class of the Eastern Conference. I think that's uh, uh, the, the most likely team uh, as they stand. We'll see if they get. You know, they got pretty lucky with health last year. Depth could be an issue for them. Uh, they didn't have any major injuries other than Malcolm Brogdon missed uh, uh, some time uh, uh, at the end of the year and into the playoffs. Uh, but 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 not much. Everybody else was pretty much healthy. Uh, so if they can come back and, and and stay healthy, then I think you've got to make the Bucks a favorite in the East.
1: Joining good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. We'll tap into your insight plenty over the course of the season. Enjoy it, my friend. All right, Jody, thank you. That is uh, Sean Devaney from the uh, Sporting News NBA Insider.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.